Thank you for joining us this Tuesday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug. And the title of our message is called Searching for Faithfulness. Now it's going to be in two parts, today and tomorrow. It comes from Jeremiah chapter 5. And I'll begin reading with verses 1 through 15. And then part 2 will carry from verse 16 through 31. Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you for this Tuesday. We thank you that you got us up this morning. We thank you that the sun rose. We thank you for the air that we breathe. And we thank you for giving us another day. Lord, as we bring forth today's podcast about searching for faithfulness, Lord, we're reminded of the prophet Jeremiah as he was called to go to the people. He was called to call them to repentance. And Lord, that's what you call your people to today. You call the people to repentance, to be in right relationship with you, to be found faithful. So Lord, we just ask you to be with this podcast, be with myself, and give us a good day. We ask it in your name. Amen. Amen. So think about it. There was a carpenter who put an ad in the paper, and he put it this way. He said, Christian carpenter, reliable, and he put integrity counts. What do you think about that? You know, it's a, it's interesting the way that they put that ad in there, reliable and integrity counts. But he also put he was a Christian carpenter. But you know, it, it shouldn't matter. We don't need to always put the word Christian. Sometimes when we put that, our actions aren't always what it should be. Our example of being a Christian is not what it should be. You, you say, Pastor, what do you think about that? Do you think that that was a good thing? Well, you know, people should know who you are by your actions. And I'm not saying anything bad about this person that put this ad in the paper. But you know, the carpenter thought that... Uh, that it would give him more options, that people would respect him, people would understand. You know, he was committing himself publicly to integrity and willing to state his work on his word. You know, this is the sort of person that God is looking for today. This is the sort of person that Jeremiah was talking about in Jeremiah chapter 5, beginning with verse 1. It says, Go up and down the streets of Jerusalem. Look around and consider and search through her quarters or her squares. If you can find but one person who deals honestly and seeks the truth, I will forgive this city. Although they say, although they say as surely as the Lord lives, they, they still are swearing falsely. They're just going through the outward motions. They're not living the example or who they, are, who they are in Christ or who they are in God in Jeremiah. For Christians today, it's who we are in Christ. It says, Lord, do not your eyes look for truth? You struck them, but they felt no pain. You crushed them, but they refused correction. They made their faces harder than stone. 
and refuse to repent. It's rebellion. It's hardening of the heart. It's thinking about self. It says in verse 4, I thought these are only the poor. They are foolish, for they do not know the way of the Lord, the requirements of their God. So I will go to the leaders and speak to them. Surely they know the way of the Lord and the requirements of their God. But with one accord, they too had broken off the yoke and torn off the bonds. Therefore a lion from the forest will attack them. A wolf from the desert will ravage them. A leopard will lie in wait near their town to tear them to pieces. Any who venture outside the town, for their rebellion is great, and their backsliding is many. Sounds like the world today we live in. You know, many are backsliding. Many have rebelled, even in the church. It says, why should I forgive you, you children who have forsaken me and sworn by gods that are not gods? I supplied all of their needs, yet they committed adultery and thronged to the houses of prostitutes. They are well fed. Lusty stallions, each nighing for another man's wife. Should I punish them for this, declares the Lord? Should I not avenge myself, such as a nation as this? Go through her vineyards and ravage them, but do not destroy them completely. Strip off her branches, for these people do not belong to the Lord. The house of Israel and the house of Judah have been utterly unfaithful to me, declares the Lord. They have lied about the Lord. They said he will do nothing. No harm will become us. We will never see the sword or famine. They're boasting here. The prophets are but wind, and the words is, is not in them. So let what they say be done to them. So they're, they're saying whatever the prophets say, it's just wind. It, he said, let it go back on them. It's its judgment. It says, therefore, this is what the Lord God Almighty says. Because the people have spoken these words, I will make my word in your mouth a fire, and these people the wood it will consume. O house of Israel, declares the Lord, I am bringing a distant nation against you, an ancient and enduring nation, a people whose language you do not know, whose speech you do not understand. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word today. So there's so much in this. And as I told you, I titled the message, Searching for Faithfulness, Part 1. So it's verse 1 through 15. And then tomorrow, Searching for Faithfulness, Part 2. We think about this, you know, the prophet Jeremiah, you know, God was having a conversation with him. And he said, go up and down the streets of Jerusalem and look around and consider and search her squares. If you can find but one person who deals honestly and seeks the truth, I will forgive this city. He told him to search for the faithful. 
when we look around today and we look in the world today, God is saying to us today, search for the faithful, those that have stayed true to the word, those who know the truth and don't mock the word, those who don't pick apart the word of God just to suit what they want. He says, I will forgive this city. It's a promise from God. God promises to be true to the people who knew the right way. But he reminds them here, he says, Oh, Lord, do not your eyes look for truth. And it goes on and talks about crises and calamities and troubles and situations. It says, you struck them, but they felt no pain. We look at the world today. You know, the nation of Israel, you know, they were great for complaining in the Old Testament. The people of today are great for complaining. They see calamity, they see crises, they see troubles, they see uh, disasters, but yet they don't acknowledge them. They don't acknowledge, they, they acknowledge the disaster, but they don't acknowledge, you know, there's something greater. But then life goes on. It's only for a moment or for a time, and then they just pick up and go on, as if nothing ever happened. There's no pain. Says you crush them, but they refuse correction. You know, we often talk about the shepherd and the sheep and the staff and the rod. You know, the staff, the crook on the end that he could use the pole to reach down and pull the sheep out when it was in crises, in limbo, stuck in the briars. But it also had a rod, uh, the whole pole, the bottom part, the rod was where he would tap the sheep because the sheep needed direction and guidance. You know, I believe today sometimes the church needs correction. Sometimes I think we've gone so far astray in some ways we've watered down the true message, the truth. As scripture tells us, the truth will set you free. It says, they made their faces harder than stone and refused to repent. There are some of the most toughest people in the world that will reject the gospel. Their attitude is just like this. They, they, they're like stone. Nothing can penetrate the stone. It's like, you know, we say rock is, is very hard. It's very tough. But it reminds us here, it's a perception. He says, they are only fools. They are, they, it says, they are only poor, I should say. They are foolish. It's a perception. He's giving an analogy here, saying, you know, but these people don't know you. The scripture says in the latter part, it says, for they do not know the ways of the Lord, the requirements of their God. And you know, sometimes we have to be untaught to be retaught, to be taught the truth. There's so much out there that so many voices 
trying to tell us this way, that way, this is right, that is right, this is not right. It questions. But there's no excuse. We should, we should know the way. The Bible tells us the requirements of God. So he says, the prophet Jeremiah, I will go to the leaders and I will speak to them. Surely they know the way of the Lord, the requirements of their God. There's a lot of people preaching the gospel, or what they call gospel that is not. Sometimes, you know, we use we use a word that people don't like to use. We it's heresy. All you have to do is look at social media, and you know what they are, and you can look at them. And every day there's something, this or that or this unknown book of the Bible was found, or this was happening, or that was happening, and this didn't happen this way, and, and you know, people are confused. Even the leaders are confused. Sometimes they use the internet for, for their teaching, for their source. We have to go back to the Bible. It says, but with one accord, they too had broken off the yoke and torn off the bonds. You know, they, they did not want to follow the right way or the truth. You know, sometimes when we preach sermons, we forget that not everybody is saved when they sit in the pews or in the chairs or wherever you meet. There have been people in church for years, sitting in the pews, they don't know the Lord. They just go through the motions. They've never experienced a personal relationship with God. But the Bible tells us here, Therefore a lion from the forest will attack them. A wolf from the desert will ravage them. And a leopard will lie in wait near their town, to tear pieces of any who venture out. For their rebellion is great, and their backsliding is many. There is consequences for disobedience. The Bible tells us here, it says, Why shall I forgive you? Your children have forsaken me and sworn by gods that are not gods. And we're following false gods. Today people follow some of the craziest things. Or they say the craziest things. Say, Pastor, why do you use that word? And it's because it's nonsense. People think they know the way, but only the way, the truth, and the life is found in the Word of God. Our instruction book. It's there for correction. It's there for rebuking. It's there to remind us to repent. For the kingdom of God is at hand, as we as we said in Scripture many times. Scripture tells us here, seek the truth, and I will forgive this city. We must seek the truth, and God will forgive us. It goes on and tells us, I supplied all their needs, yet they committed adultery and thronged to the house of prostitutes. They are well fed. They were without. God supplied their needs. They were like lusty stallions, each neighing for another man's wife. 
They were never satisfied. They were looking for their own self-interest. They were trusting in themselves instead of trusting in God. They were being reminded that even in the good times, they still need God. And even in the bad times, we still need God. We need God 24-7. We need to read his word. We need to trust his word. We need to trust him. He says, should I not avenge myself on such a nation as this? Now God is supreme. He's above all things. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the, the beginning and the end. He is the creator. He created all things. He made each and every one of us uniquely and wonderfully made. He says here in verse 10, Go through your her vineyards and ravage them, but do not destroy them completely. You know, we see in Scripture, as you've heard me mention many times, the remnants of Israel. God never completely wiped away the nation of Israel in the Old Testament. There was always a remnant. And then he would say, be fruitful and multiply. We think of when they were in captivity in Babylon. We think when they were in captivity in Egypt. Think about it today. But he said, do not destroy them completely. Strip off our branches, for these people do not belong to the Lord. There is a consequences for action of disobedience. There were going to be those who were not going to, to um, it says, strip off our branches, for these people do not belong to the Lord. There was a judgment. There were going to be those that were going to, to uh, pass away or to die. There was a judgment because they, would, they had hardened their hearts. Their faces were like stone. They were not repenting. They were foolish. Foolish. They saw the miracles of God, but yet they still would turn away. It says here, The house of Israel and the house of Judah has been utterly unfaithful to me, declares the Lord. He's making a profound statement here. And we could say the church sometimes, or people, have been utterly unfaithful to God. Say, Pastor, how can you say that? But that's true when we look around and we see the world we live in. If people were walking right, living right, what a world it would be. But it seems like people look out for their own self-interest. It says they have lied about the Lord and they said he will do nothing. They're mocking God. People mock God today. They say, oh, you know, he's not who he says he is. You know, maybe that's just a made-up story. But scripture tells us there is a judgment coming that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. But the sad reality is there are many, many on the way to hell. We don't preach enough about it. 
but it's a reality. They mock God. They say here, no harm will come to us. We will never see sword or famine. Think about that. The wars, the money fighting, the many that have died over the years. Scriptures are full of that. The prophets are but wind, and their word is not in them. They're mocking, they're saying the prophets are just saying words. But they're the words of God that they're saying. And then they say, so let it, so, so let what they have said be done to them. So they're, they're mocking, they're saying, well, if this is truth, then what you're saying, let it be done to you, not us. says, therefore, this is what the Lord God Almighty says. Because the people have spoken these words, I will make my words in your mouth a fire, and those people the wood it consumes. O house of Israel, declares the Lord, I am bringing a distant nation against you, and an ancient and enduring nation, a peoples whose language you do not know, whose speech you do not understand. And I will end there reminding us that, you know, Israel would be in captivity. People are being captivated by all things. People strive to live their own way. People strive to to live in sin. They don't call it sin. They want to live their own way, not God's way. They don't want to live the truth. They don't want to repent and seek the truth. Because the truth will set us free. So our reminder today, as the title says, the prophet Jeremiah was searching for faithfulness. And God today is searching for faithfulness of his people. Faithfulness of those who will walk and talk. Faithful of those who are willing to repent. Because God tells us he will forgive. He will cast everything into the sea of forgetfulness to be remembered no more. Think about it. There is a judgment for the faithless. People are captives. Scripture tells us the captives will be set free. And we will be free indeed. Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you for this scripture in Jeremiah chapter 5. Searching for the faithfulness. Lord, our actions and our lives should be living examples of our Christian faith, of who we believe in, who we trust in, who provides for us. We shouldn't have to be like this carpenter and put Christian carpenter. We, we don't need to advertise. Our lives should be a living example. Scripture tells us that we are a peculiar people. 
We are set aside for service. We are set aside. Just like the nation of Israel, God was calling them to repentance. And God is calling his people, as well as those that don't know you as their personal Savior, to repentance today. Even in some churches, there, there's a call for repentance, for renewal, revival, forgiveness. And God is quick to forgive and to forget. He can set the captives free. Lord, we pray for those that are leaders, that they will speak the truth, that they know the way of the Lord and the requirements of God. Because we're held in high accountability to God. Because we're called of God to preach the word, to teach the word, and to follow the word, to live the word. Lord, we pray for those that don't know you as their personal Savior, that today can be that day. They can be set free. They can know the way of the Lord, the requirements of God. There'll be no excuse. We won't be, fo we won't be foolish anymore. We will know the requirements of God. We will know the way, the truth, and the life. A life everlasting. We will have a hope. Lord, it's, easy. it's as easy as repenting, asking God to forgive. And he's quick to forgive. And we walk in the newness of life. Say, Pastor, but you don't know what I've done. You don't know what I've said. You don't know me, and of course I don't know you, but God does. God can, can forgive. God can restore and God can redeem us. As John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That's our hope. Christ came. Christ lived among us. Christ would die and be buried in a tomb for three days. He would rise again and ascend to the right hand of God the Father. He fulfilled the promises. Today can be that day that we all can know the promises of God, that you can know the promises of God, that we know the way of the Lord and the requirements, and we can share them with someone else. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So thank you for joining us this Tuesday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug. And we look forward to joining you on Wednesday with a new message of hope and encouragement. God bless. Have a great day.